It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to A View from the Bullens, in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London, our official away day pub for all Evertonians. Hello and welcome to A View from the Bullens, with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean and Ben Winstanley. Ben, Arsenal nil, Everton won, Everton's season is still alive. What did you think to the game? Well... It was a god-awful game of football, let's not let's be honest. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. It wasn't the best performance, but you know what? Who cares? Three points away at Arsenal, the first time since, what was it, Mick, 95, 96? 1996, yeah. Yeah, so that's over, it's years, probably longer than the the, uh, the dreaded Liverpool Anfield away. Um, who do we have over our back? So no, I'm absolutely made up with the three points. It's massive for our season. Somehow, somehow we are still clinging on to Europe by the skin of our teeth. Now, on the last podcast, I thought it might have been too late to, to get back. I didn't think we'd get a, a, anything today, but they've proved me wrong again. And two standout performers for me, Mick. I thought Jordan Pickford was superb, absolutely brilliant. Over the past couple of months, he, when he's been in, in goal, he's performed so well for me. Two massive saves there today. That one from Martinelli at the end was brilliant. He, he somehow managed to get a toe poke in and he's got down and put a really, really good hand onto that ball and stopped it, even deflecting it across the goal. And he's been brilliant. I thought his distribution was really good. And Alan, he is just a ferocious, isn't he? He's just non-stop getting hold of the ball in really tight circumstances. He's able to turn away and get a pass off. And he was niggling everyone. He was getting stuck in. And even Richarlison, he didn't have his best game for me, but you cannot go against that man. He works his socks off for the team. He was running everywhere. He was getting stuck in and he deserved a goal. A massive, massive bit of luck. But who cares? It's three points in the bag and I just loved the way he spun off as if he just pulled off a madness and started dancing in the corner. What I absolutely loved it. I thought, go on, lad. And then I thought, oh no, he's going to be called offside here and we're going to look like proper Everton again. But no, absolutely over the moon. Wasn't the best performance, Vic, but I've said it many times before. 
I'd quite happily for the rest of the season pay, play poorly and get three points because overall that's what determines football and that's what will determine our, our league position at the end of the year. Carlo got it right today. Five games, five wins this year gets us Europe and he's spot on. There's one down. Four wins left to go with the games we've got left is easily achievable for me. And to think that we're only three points behind Chelsea in the, in the Champions League spot is just bizarre. I just can't get my head around how we're still knocking on the door when we haven't been played very well for a long, long time. But no, as you can see, I'm absolutely over the moon with the results. Um, and we just need to kick on to the next game for me and hopefully get more points along the way. Lee, it wasn't a particularly great game, but that fortune for the goal, is that that little bit of luck that maybe Everton need to maybe start to believe, you know, there's something still here for us this season? Yeah, well, it, could, it, it could turn out to be a huge turning point, Mick, because um, the game was going nowhere. As Ben's just said, it was a really, really tough game to watch. It wasn't high on quality by any means, and it, it looked for a long time like it was just going to drift towards a typical eighth versus ninth end of season game um, you know a nil-nil drab nil-nil but yeah sometimes that's what, what it takes and it, it keeps us in with a shout I know I've on the last couple of podcasts said yeah my opinion was the season was probably done but it's not um, thanks to results that have gone our way uh, we somehow find ourselves still in with a shout and as Ben said there the remaining fixtures if Ancelotti set us, set us a target of five wins we've now got the first one you look at the remaining home fixtures, Sheffield United, Villa and Wolves, um, all eminently winnable, you know, despite our poor home record this season against sides like that. Something's going to have to change there, but all winnable. And then away from home, we've got Villa, West Ham and then City at the last game of the season. And by then they could have things wrapped up and half an eye in the Champions League final. So it's it's there for us if we want it. Um, but it was a drab game. A really drab game. I think from from the off, I think he was looking towards more of a formation and, and a more familiar lineup um, towards the start of the season. So if you look at that start, it was the, the first choice front three again. Um, back four, a little bit strange to see Yerry Mina not put in from the start, especially given the fact that Holgate struggled a touch uh, last week. But like you say, it's not about the, the performance at the start at, at this point of the season. It's all about the results. And if you'd ask me, you know, we put in a great performance against Palace at Goodison, created chance after chance after chance, but came away and it felt like a defeat. Obviously, this feeling now is is much preferred to that. Um, you know, we're sat in here with, with three points. We've broken another horrific away hoodoo, away at Arsenal, going back 25 years, which is horrendous to add to the Anfield one that we've already chalked, chalked off this season. So it's another positive and it keeps the season alive. We've, it's Friday night. We've got a weekend ahead of us. At last, all the Blues are going to be, you know, smiling going into the weekend. It's not ruined. We can actually look at the league table. We can have half an interest in the other games that are going on. Um, and it, it just makes the world a better place than it when Everton wins. So up, up, the, up the Blues. And there's a few talking points. Now, and I'm going to start off with the Arsenal penalty claim. Um, Danny Ceballos felt he says well looked like he felt contact from Richarlison for me oh. it's very very soft um, yeah. and VAR came to our rescue what what were your thoughts on that incident? Um, initially when I seen it quick time Mick I'm going to be honest I thought penalty straight away I thought Richarlison had left his foot in and when you're probably in the referee's shoes looking at that quick time you probably go he's touched him it was close in the first half 
but it looked like a penalty. But when it was slowed down, he must have grazed his shin pads at best. And he's fell down like he's been shot by an American sniper. He's just hit the deck and he's played on it and the referee's bought it. And Look, I still don't agree with VAR and it's got, it's got us out the, uh, the muck tonight. It really has with the Pepe being offside. But I don't like that, Nick. That's not football. The margins of that are too thin, even for me, speaking as a football fan. As an Everton fan, I'm absolutely over the moon offside all day, never a penalty. But as a football fan, I don't agree with VAR. And those decisions like that are just ruining the game of football. And like I said before, when Richarlison scored and he's running off, dancing the corner, I couldn't celebrate. Straight away, Mick, I'm going... Oh my God, he's going to be offside. We're going to look like idiots. Richarlison doing the samba in the corner and he's going to be offside and we're going to look like idiots. So I was flapping again and you can't celebrate goals. Like how far back was that play for their Arsenal penalty? It must have been three or four motions of play backwards by the time he's put the ball in. It's gone up in the air. Cabellos or whatever his name is has gone down under the the tackle from Richarlison. So I, I hadn't even thought that crossed my mind the Pepe incident I thought oh, how have VAR got this one so wrong here's a penalty we're going to be 1-0 down but on this occasion got massively massively lucky um, so I'm, I'm made up with the result Mick. I'm absolutely over the moon but it's just this is just such a strange season isn't it like the last time we got 10 away victories was back in 85-86 wasn't Mick the last time mm-hmm. um, we actually won the, won the league that year as well it just shows just how bad our home form's been this year which makes it so frustrating as an Everton fan like to get 10 away wins in the Premier League is massive but trust Everton to do it when the fans can't go to games it's just proper Everton isn't it first win at Tottenham for years first win at Arsenal for years and first win at Anfield for years when the fans can't go to the matches it's Typical Everton, but look, I'm not moaning. Good three points. Kick on now for the remaining games. and uh, But no, VAR, it, it saved us today, Mick, but I just don't agree with it at all. Lee, the next talking point was, the for me, the Martinelli chance right at the end there, and Pickford made a very, very smart save. I know Ben's already touched on Pickford's performance and, and in recent weeks, Pickford's uh, displays. But Pickford's form has, has come back at just the right time for Everton, hasn't it? Yeah, and I think if you look back, you know, without question, he, he was affected by all that that went on against Liverpool. Um, I think the fallout, the massive overreaction to what was just a tackle, tackles happen, injuries happen in football, but obviously the amount of crying about it and you know the, the media backlash, it's going to have effect on anyone. And I think sometimes you forget he's a young lad. How old is he? 25, 26? You know, that, that sort of negative spotlight on you is bound to have an impact and Every game, it's mentioned in in commentary. Um, you know the the back pages. It was it was all over the back pages. It was on, you know, the the news. For God's sake, it was absolutely ridiculous. I went on Talksport at the time to say how stupid it was. Um, so he's being impacted by it, and you could tell even his distribution. I think he was second guessing everything because he, he he he's naturally really really good with his feet, and and that's come back, and you can see that. So I think finally that whole episode has, has probably been pushed to the back of his mind and you'd like to think he's had some help with that uh, behind the scenes at the club and it's allowing his performances to shine through again. I think it was managed well at the time with, with Olsen coming in and him dropping out um, You know, in alternative weeks. I think Ancelotti managed that situation particularly well 
and it allows him to just settle settle things down and, and find his form again, take a little bit of pressure off him. Olsen came in and did an okay job. But he's come in now and he's firmly established himself as the number one. And hopefully, if you think of, of, of the bigger picture as well, we're, with transfer funds potentially being quite tight and restrictions and whatnot, it may save us having to go out and, and look for another number one because it was looking like we may have to for a while with his form being what it was. But now, if you judge him on what he's doing now, you know, you, you wouldn't want to replace Jordan Pickford. He's playing so well. And he's 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 won us those three points tonight. I'd say him and Alan, like Ben said before, were the standout performers. But Pickford's been top man for a while now. He's not put a foot wrong and long may it continue because I think any success is is heavily reliant upon having a solid goalkeeper and back four. But especially a goalkeeper, you've got to be able to rely on that. And he's not costing us points anymore. He's not making these silly individual errors. It looks like his head's firmly screwed on. So massive, massive well done to Jordan Pickford for coming through what he's, what he's come through and coming out the other side potentially even, even better than what he was because he's looking better than ever now. So yeah, made up for him. Made up for him there. Ben, another player that, uh, that's really showing his worth was Alan tonight. You know, without Decore, Everton's midfield sometimes can look a little bit lightweight and maybe it lacks a little bit of energy. And although, okay, it wasn't against the greatest of sides in Arsenal currently, but Alan really showed his importance tonight, didn't he? Oh, yeah, brilliant player. When he's been when he's been fit, he's been one of our standouts week in, week out for me. He's just the horrible central midfielder that you, you don't want to come up against. He's niggly, he's fiery, he'll get stuck in, he leaves his feet in, but He's got skill, Mick, and he can hold on to the ball. He can go past players, and he showed that tonight. He was just there everywhere for me, and he's massively stepped up in the absence of Decore, who I think they they contribute each other very well. And when obviously Alan sits in, Decore goes, and vice versa. And Decore, it still has been a massive miss. You could see tonight that I don't think Andre Gomez is has got a future potentially at Everton. I know he's got we went through drips and drabs this year, but he didn't perform well, and. I, I know we came on with the wrong socks on, but and we, he's not a fan's favourite. But I think Delph put a bit more of he could actually pass the ball when he came on over Gomez. But we, I just don't know what's going on with him, Mick. He's just um, again another confidence play. He just looks a bit overweight again. And as soon as we seen the team, I thought, oh, it looks like a good team here. Hopefully, Gomez can get hold of the ball, and he just couldn't put a pass together. He was making wrong decisions, but he was getting out of it because. Alan was behind him, just tidying up, nice, tidy, neat player, nothing stupid. Took hold of the ball, looked up, played the easy option, and he was ferocious in his tackles. And it stopped Arsenal on the break numerous amounts of time. He gets about on the pitch and he puts a lot of work in off the ball. And he was basically running on his own today. And to be fair, do you know what? Sigurdsson did put a shift in tonight again as well. I thought he was agile, he was running. Even though his crosses weren't as good today, I thought he was agile, he was running around, he's putting the yards in. And it's showing that they're fighting for one and each other again. Because when one drops off, being Gomez, the other two fill in, which was good to see. Um, I know we can all say Delft this, Delft that, but it was it, it's good to see someone back from injury. He's an Everton player at the end of the day. I know he hasn't been a proper fan's favourite, and he has done some idiotic things to say the least. And nonetheless, coming on with different socks on and getting booked within thirty seconds, but. He's an option, isn't he, Miff, to come off the bench and show up a game or get hold of the ball because he's won the Premier League with Man City. He's got that experience, but like I said, he hasn't done <laughs> certain things right with Evertonians. But no, going back to the original point again, Alan's been superb for us this year. And when he's fit and gets to run the games together, he shows just how good he, he actually is. And 
for the likes of Tom Davis and training, we've stated on before, it's going to be massive just to show him this is where you play as the six. This is when you go. This is when you stop. This is look at this. Look at what I'm doing here. He's going to be learning so much. Tom Davis and training off that off that guy. I'm absolutely over the moon, and he seems like a genuine nice bloke, Mick as well. Um, I've seen a few clips on his Instagram, and he comes across a really nice fella. So I'm absolutely made up for him. Terrific signing, and hopefully he stays fit and injury free. Lee, another another question was raised when Yerry Mina wasn't starting. He was back fit and he was on the bench with no Michael Keane available. It was Godfrey and Holgate at centre-half. I know they've had their, their doubters maybe, maybe together, especially Mason Holgate, but a clean sheet away from home, we can't ask much more than that. No, absolutely not. I think they had a solid game overall. Um, I can't really point towards any mistakes. Yeah, quite the opposite. I think Holgate made a couple of really good interceptions. Godfrey was his usual self, throwing a couple of absolutely brilliant challenges in, especially the one quite soon after Sabayos embarrassingly threw himself down for that that penalty. He, you know, he went right through him, set the tone again. So, so no, I think they've they've done themselves proud tonight. I think um, Yerry Mina, whether or not he was a hundred percent fit, I'm not so sure because usually I think if he was, he'd probably come straight back in. Um, but it'd be interesting to see now because last week we saw a, a really, really poor, poor central defensive performance between Keane and, and uh, Mason Holgate. But it was an area that we've all, we've almost commented on um, weekly, saying that we're, we're quite well stocked in that area. Um, it's not really a, a focus area in terms of new signings in the summer, but you just don't know. You know, could Jerry Mina be the one sacrificed in the summer? You know, if if we're looking at assets that we have and maybe a way of raising some funds to address other areas of the pitch, could Jerry Mina be the one? He's got, you know, a lot, a lot longer left on his contract than the others. Um, you know, he's he is a desirable. He's a good player. I think there'd be suitors out there for him. I've just got a funny feeling that Jerry Mina might be the one that makes way um, in pre-season, especially if if you're looking at Kulabai being a realistic link. Uh, no one's come out and either confirmed or denied that yet. But on the basis of tonight, no complaints. Um, as I say, I don't think anyone had a stinker. I think it was just a, a flat performance. Uh, I think both sides were sort of nervous not to lose the game rather than going out and trying to win it. We've ended up getting a bit of luck and, and getting the, getting a, a vital three points. But yeah, you, you can't point at the centre-backs and, and say they didn't, did anything wrong. I thought they had a good game overall. Ben, it's our 32nd game of the season and we're now on 52 points. Like you said earlier, we are only three points behind Chelsea as it stands and they're sitting in fourth. So our season, it's still on a knife edge, isn't it? I know it's crazy and I know it's been a really up and down season, but we're still in with a shout for fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh. Yeah, I just I can't really believe it. This, this Everton team drawing you back in all the time this season and then they put, do something idiotic and push it away. It's just, I hate, I hate saying this point every time, but it just brings you back to them games, doesn't it? Mm. Early on in the season at home. What a chance we could have missed this year. Seriously, now, we could have had a, a really good go at top four this year. And like you said, if results go our way, Chelsea are playing West Ham this weekend. Um, the certain games ongoing where they're going to be dropping points and we're just there, aren't we? We're just not going anywhere. We haven't. We seem to just be eighth all the time, just sat in eighth. But it's a really big win that tonight for me. Um, and they've surprised me tonight. 
I know, like I said, the performance isn't amazing, but you've got to win ugly sometimes. And that was a very ugly win tonight. But the players, like you said, Mick, put a shift in against the Arsenal All-Stars, which I'm absolutely over the moon about, by the way, <laughs> that you put them European Super League idiots to bed. Um, and you know what? Fair play to the Arsenal fans as well, Mick, getting out there in the hundreds and protesting against that shambolic performance from their owner. Um, but no, I'm absolutely over the moon to beat the franchise All-Stars. So, yeah, it's a really, really good win. And us Evertonians, we've got to just like wake up and go, we're going to have ups and downs this year. You can see you can see that we, we're crying out for pace. You, you get Hammers on the ball in the middle of the park and he's looking to the right and to the left and you've got a 33-year-old Seamus Coleman in the 70th minute who's, who was knackered, but again, put a really good shift in. Richarlison, who it was running everywhere today, but there was no out-and-out pace. There was no out-ball. I think you've seen it in the first half with Lucas Dean. He was the out-ball in the first half. So he kind of got penned back in the second half. Um, that Saka just... Um, played further up the pitch and stopped Dean going on these overlapping runs. So there was no real outball in the second in the second half. I mean, besides the shots on target from Richarlison in the first half when he did a lovely turn and Calvert Lewin went a bit too early. What other chances did we create? I don't think we created that much. There really was a smashing grab, but I'll take that all day. I'll take that for the rest of the games of this season. And we'll be we'll be in the mix if that's the case. If we can get four or five wins under our belt, it's it's going to be European football. Ancelotti's right, and like Lee touched on before, those home games are massive now. The two games against Aston Villa, home and away as well. If we can play them, get if that's six points, that's huge. If you beat West Ham away, that's another massive, massive, massive game. Get above them, and. Again, Wolves are home, Sheffield United are home, Man City away. Hopefully, they, they put out a second string and they're in the numerous finals and we can have a go with them. But the other the other five or six games, Mick, they're easily winnable. And we, we can win these games. We've seen tonight, especially, that we can perform locally and get the three points. Now, I, I, I was getting a bit frustrated. I thought, we need what, what we're trying to do, what's the game plan? But the moments of brilliance from Richarlison just nudged off Granit Jacker, who's not a natural left-back, and he was in. And if you don't cross the ball, you don't have your pop shots, you don't win the lottery for me. And I made up that Richarlison gambled. It wasn't the best ball, but he, we've got that bit of luck that we haven't had for years. And it's, it was just nice, mate, to get to get the three points under our belt and really kick in. And it's nice, like Lee said before, to actually look at the table, enjoy the weekend, and actually take notice of other games and results going on this weekend. So enjoy your weekend blues. It's going to be a nice sunny one. Go and have a few drinks in the beer garden, watch Sky Sports News and uh, enjoy yourself. And hopefully the, the results go our way again like they have been. Lee, I know we've said it before, but this season has been crazy, hasn't it? You know, you think back to when we lost at home to Burnley and then drew at Palace and then drew at Brighton and we all, you know, ruled down in the dumps and we thought our season has ended. We go to Arsenal, we win the game, we've got players coming back into fitness and you look at the fixtures and you think, you know what, it's still in our hands to at least get Europa League. Yeah, it's, it's been absolutely bonkers. I mean, we've we've shared the, this journey together on this podcast and it's just been a series of ups and downs, massive highs, massive lows. And, you know, it's sometimes it's hard when there's been that many letdowns and, and disappointments, especially at home against these terrible sides to forget the fact that we've we've won away now at Tottenham, Liverpool and Arsenal. You know, three 
three grounds where we've massively struggled, you know, especially the latter two, to a huge extent over the years. And we, we've, we've shown progression and, we, and we've gone away and we've got these professional away three points at these grounds where we've, we've struggled for so long. Um, it's just the home form. It's let us down. That's been, that's been our Achilles heel all season. You know, 10 away wins. Wow, that, that's an incredible record. You know, if we, if we could have just slightly backed that up with, with the home form, like Ben said, who knows where we could have been. We could have been second, uh, realistically, now, because the, everyone else has been all over the place uh, in the Premier League this season. It's just been such a, such a strange one. But yeah, we're still in it. And I think a key thing for me is that when you look at our remaining fixtures, three of them are against teams that are in and around us. So they are real six-pointers. So if we can beat West Ham, beat Villa twice, and then Wolves arguably as well, not only are you getting three points, but you're taking another team potentially out of the equation. So it's it's a huge opportunity. It's it's opened up a little bit for us again. How many times have we said that? But it's up to us to, to go and take it. It's like, you know, ER Everton, have a go. Yeah, have another go, have another go, have another go. One of these times, hopefully, we're going to actually capitalise on these opportunities and, and take it upon ourselves to not rely on other people making mistakes or other teams dropping points. So I'd really like us now to... Last seven games of the season, like you've just said, we've got players coming back, players coming back into form as well. Arguably, we've only really got Decore out now in terms of a, of, a, of a key player. You know, can we now push on and, and sort the home form out? Because that's what it's going to come down to. If, we, if, we, if we're going to get Europe, you look at the, you, you point towards those three home games that we've got left. We have to win two of them. We have to win two of them and maybe draw the other one. At, at, and that's, that's at a minimum. And I think if we fail to do that, we're gonna we're gonna come up short. Um, but let's let's hope you know let's stay positive because um, there are positives now starting to uh, trickle out of the squad in terms of fitness and form. Um, and quietly, we're un- if you say it quietly, Mick, we're unbeaten in four. So you know <laughs> there were three disappointing draws, but we're, we're unbeaten in four. So you know you can take things from that, and hopefully we can push on to next week now and get another three points and just take it game by game. And hope that we're the ones standing at the end of the season in a, in a Europa League spot. Then I will just say it is nice, isn't it, to think you know what we've got six games left and we're still in with something. The season hasn't ended, and I think that was really important tonight, wasn't it? Especially for the fans, just to still have something to play for for the running. Absolutely massive. Um, I, I feel up for it again. It's got me drawn right back in there. And you only have to do is look at social media, especially Twitter at nights like tonight, and the fans are buzzing. Everyone's replying to each other. The drinks are flowing. Everyone's just having a good time. Morale's high. And I love logging onto Twitter and places like that and seeing Everton, the community within Everton, just so happy, especially after the anger that we, we faced this week of, the, of certain clubs. And it's just so good to get on there, interact with Blues, get the views, get their opinions and get the free points for the team. And you can see tonight that a few of the Everton fans that were a bit dejected and out of touch with the team are drawn right back in. I'm one of them. I'm going to hold my hands up. And after the, the Crystal Palace and the Tottenham game, I thought that was us done, Mick. I thought, we're done here. We're, we're going to probably go to Arsenal. Might get a point. You know what we're like away at these teams. But no, they, they've drawn me right back in now. Um, I'm, I just hope they don't let me down again. In, in the next game which has kind of been a regular occurrence this year Mick when you think we've, we've turned the corner 
we do something idiotic in the next game and put in a performance, it's like, what is that? Or we put in a performance like tonight and don't get the three points when it, it, it all, everyone's happy. Like I said before, the three points is enormous. And the running now gets interesting. And like we keep on going back to the games, I don't look at them games and go, I don't expect us to get anything from there. Maybe the Man City away, I'll take that. It all depends on where they are, what what 11 they put out. But we've seen in the different cups you played them this year that their second, third string is still top class. So that game's always going to be difficult. But the other ones, Mick, they're there for the taking. They really are. And it's just how we can put ourselves forward and address these games, get the tactics right and 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 actually go up there and get the points. Because for me, Ancelotti's working wonders with this squad. I know we've touched on it in the phone and, and a few different podcasts, but it probably is. Uh, we I, I still think he's overachieving with that squad. You look at the squad and it's 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 not it's no out and out pace, there's no out ball, but there's a team and they're fighting together and really putting shifts in at the nitty-gritty part of it. And we normally have a good run in Everton. We normally have a good run in. So, fingers crossed, we can kick on, get the points in. If we can get European football, that would be massive for this club. Absolutely enormous. It puts standards in good stead for the summer with transfers, with getting people into the club. And so, it's going to be the, the football club's ambition for this year for me. Um, I think European football all along was the target for, for this club this year. And hopefully we can address the issues that we need. Obviously, the right back, right wing issues, and we're look, we're, we're three or four players away from having a really good side and good squad. I really do think that. And I know we've alluded to ground dog summer, but I feel like this is Ancelotti's squad coming together now, and a few outgoings and a few incomings in the summer, and he can have his tight knit squad that he wants to push on for next year. And it's there for us. We've got the, the basis of a good side. Just need a few bits of tinkering here and there. Maybe a bit more paces that we're all begging for. A bit of an outball, a bit of excitement. But, but we've got the players and the quality to go and get, get you the three points, which we've seen tonight. So, yeah, it's so good to see the Evertonians interacting together, Mick, and really having a good positive atmosphere and good feeling going into this weekend off. Lee, a special mention for Farhad Mashiri. He was actually at the Emirates today watching the game. It must be very sweet for him, eh? Going back to the Emirates. Doing the double over Arsenal, especially after this week as well, it must be very sweet for him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, like Ben said before, fair play to the Arsenal fans as well. Uh, it does feel nice to get one over on, you know, the the London Gunner Sox uh, this evening, as we mentioned on Twitter earlier on. Um, at the end of, of what's been a, a crazy, forgettable week, um, I'm sure we'll talk about that in the future at more length, but. Yeah, um, nice for Mashiri to go back. He's got the double on his on on his old club, so to speak. Um, you know, it's a bit different when you're talking about an owner, but he's ours now, and um, long may that continue. Because you know, it's not his fault that things that things haven't quite taken off as quickly as, as perhaps he would have liked. I think he's a businessman at the end of the day. He, I don't think he'll ever profess to being, you know, a, a football man coming coming into Everton. Um, He's going to rely on the expertise of others and, and put his faith in people to do the jobs correctly. And ultimately, that faith was probably a little bit naive at first with some of the appointments that he, that he made. But he, he's learned from it quickly. And we've now got a team in place that, you, that you, you'd back all the way and, and you trust. When you look at Marcel Brands, who's amazing. We've got to touch on that, by the way. Great news about him signing his new contract this week. Absolutely huge to keep that continuity going. So we're not sort of starting again from scratch with someone else with different ideas coming in. We've got him, we've got Carlo Ancelotti, you know, 
what more needs to be said about him? Not much. Um, and then, and then obviously himself, and then a special mention also. I, I want to give a special mention this week to um, Denise Barrett Baxendale, who has been wow. She can't off send an email, by the way. Mm. She, I wouldn't want to get into an argument or a debate with her because she is so good with her words. She's so articulate, and I think she represents our club absolutely brilliantly. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm pleased with the the team we've got in place off the pitch. It's just we've got a a lot of work to do off the uh, on the pitch. I think if realistically, we're all I know we've come on the back of a of a win here, and I don't want to be negative at all because it was a great win. But obviously, longer term, there's still a lot of work to do. We, we'll all concede that. But Mashiri's going to back us all the way. So it's uh, yeah, it's positive times. If we can maybe look a little bit longer uh, into the into the future, I think uh, there's nothing but good times ahead for this club. I'm really confident of that. Lee, Ben, thanks for joining us as always. Thanks for listening. It's a huge win for Everton. Three points off fourth yet again. A first ever win at the Emirates and our first win at Arsenal in 25 years whilst doing our first lead double over Arsenal for 34 years. It's a massive win and our season is still alive. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, stay safe, take care and all the very best. Thank you. Thank you.